0: Hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Shearer and the host of this podcast. And yes, it is the holiday season, if you can't tell from my awesome get up here. If you're listening, I've got some ridiculous shades on that look like reindeers, and I've got some lights around my neck. So just to give you a a visual image there, I'm I'm festive for the holiday season. And uh, I love the most wonderful time of year. I, I love it all the way back to October When the weather starts to change, the leaves start changing, we get to dress up and get candy. I mean, what anyway, and then, you know, getting to celebrate Thanksgiving with family and loved ones. And then from there, getting to, you know, spend time, whether it's Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever it is that you celebrate this time of year, I I am, you know, wishing you the happiest of seasons for that. Today, I've got a good friend and Tracy Cotton that is coming to hang out with us in the show. And we're just going to talk about the year that was, the year that is, the year that's coming. And just a a, a fun conversation. And I really hope that uh, this conversation touches you or inspires you. I look forward to getting into this conversation with her and talking about what she's been up to. And so before I do, though, I want to talk about a couple of good friends of mine and um, and then you'll hear another break in the in the conversation about midway through with another uh, good friend of mine. So uh, let's talk smart choice. Uh, they are the fastest growing agency network for a reason. They have no lengthy contracts, no upfront fees, uh, no monthly fees. They just want to share their commissions uh, and that's only on the commissions of the carriers they bring to you. So there's 1, 10, 15, 20. If you have your own book coming into it, you keep those. All you're asking to share on is the new contracts that they bring you. And they help you by negotiating better contracts for your agency. And then my good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution, fantastic. So uh, smartchoiceagents.com and then uh, usecanopy.com. Go back to last week's episode if you missed it with Tolga Tazel and hear what they're doing. They're doing some big things over at Canopy Connect with uh, commercial and they're still rocking uh, right along with uh, personal uh, and so continue to support them. there. So continue to be a part of it. They are phenomenal. I could not do this show without my sponsors. I could do, do the show obviously without the listeners. So thank you for the support. It's been overwhelming. It's been so much fun. It's been incredible for me. We've had a great year in 2022. Um, I can't believe I'm coming into my third year of the show. Is that not crazy? We've been together for three years now. If you're new to the show, thank you so much. Please, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please send me uh, a message. Email me. Let's talk. If you want to be on the show, uh, I would love to bring you into the show. As a co-host, as a guest, as a friend, uh, I would love to have that. If you want to uh, be a sponsor on the show, I'd love to talk to you about that, too. Whether you want to sponsor three or four shows or you want to sponsor for a whole year, I'd love to hear from you, too. Uh, reach out to me, Heath, at EntranetownPodcast.com. Today's show, I look forward to getting into. I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy as I bring you into the show, my good friend, Tracy Cotton. Tracy! Cotton.
1: how are you? I am doing fantastic, Mayor. How are you?
0: I, I'm good. If the audience didn't know if they're watching a the video, it is Christmas time. Even if you're listening to this in March, April, you can get back in the Christmas yeah. spirit again. It's fun.
1: It's absolutely fun.
0: Um, and her hat's a lie, but that's okay. We're going to let it go. There's no way she's on the good list. She's She's been naughty. I'm just kidding. So, um, so everything's good. I mean, you say you've been good. Um, so have you got, speaking of being good, have you got all your presents? You got everything ready to go for Christmas?
1: I have a few left. I still have to make some stuff. still have wrapping to do. I always wait till the last minute because oh, yeah. I'm kind of a Forrest Gump of wrapping. I am not, I'm not pretty. I'm not neat. I can't tie a bow. I do good to tie my shoes. So I just use slip-ons most of the time. So right. I, none of those things. So, yeah. oh, well, I, I, I'm creative in other ways, just not with wrapping.
0: I got gotcha. you. My wife won't let me. And then she stresses out. And it's like, oh, I have to do it. They have to buy the gifts, I have to wrap the gifts, I have to do everything. And I'm like, I've offered to wrap a million times. And she's like, your wrapping sucks. I could spend like 30 minutes on one present; it still looks like crap. So that's what said, bags are for. Right. I'm really good Absolutely. at doing the, the tissue in the bags.
1: It's awesome. It's the best thing ever invented.
0: I would definitely agree. So for the audience that may not remember, you can rewind back to, I think it was last year uh, when you were, maybe, was it last year or two years ago you were on the show?
1: Sometime I in the mean, uh, in, somewhere in there. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Because you
0: were, you were still New Girl in Chattanooga, so it yes. must have been the first year or so. But anyhow, but in case you missed that episode, uh, which got a lot of streams, by the way, but um, why don't you tell a brief about who you is and where you'd be coming from?
1: So I've been in the insurance industry for 27 years now, somewhere in that that neighborhood. And I made the move back at the end of 2020 when nothing else was moving. I decided to move. I packed up my house and sold it and decided to move back to Tennessee because my parents were both still alive then and they were in Tennessee, wanted to get back closer to them. It was important to me. And also, was looking kind of like just for that next new thing and that was Chattanooga and with it came a new step in my career which was fantastic. I have done a little bit of everything at this point in time in my life. I've never done claims but I've done personal lines and then commercial lines and I've been a producer and now I'm kind of in this neat new role that I just I absolutely love where I get to do a little bit of everything that I've always done before and I work with uh, one of the largest producers in the agency And with that, the only way for him to get out and be able to sell more was to have somebody to take care of his clients the way he would take care of them, not just from the account manager side. The account managers do a fantastic job, but he really wanted somebody who could dive deeper in with his clients and do more of the kind of concierge type of service for them. I've gotten to do a lot of fun projects for some of our clients that needed them, and they're the size clients that expect them. And that's been fun and exciting for me, different. I, I did farm to fork for, for years when I was still in North Carolina and, and loved working with that, that clientele and being a producer. And now I just get to really kind of like bask in the taking care of the clients part again, which is where I started. Uh, just now I don't have to do as many ID cards as I do uh, take angry phone calls still. There's that.
0: Yeah. There's always that. Always Um, that. Nobody really likes dealing with the angry customer, but if you do, there's a special place for you. But, um,
1: I think Kelly's got a class for that.
0: Right. I'm sure she does. (laughs) Yes. Um, that's funny. So, um, yeah, so that's interesting that I'm glad to hear that. And so one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to bring you on, I, I, you know, I've been following you ever since, you know, I first figured out who you were, but I wanted to see, first of all, uh, Let's talk to you about the year that was in 2022. What what did that look like for you? There was, you know, uh, coming into 2022, we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, are we, are we out of the pandemic? Are we still in the pandemic? What's going on with the market? What's not going on? Are we going to have a hard market this year? What, what is it going to be? We've had some hurricanes this year. We've had some bad weather. We've had a lot of things going on, but you know, going back to the beginning, you know, what was your thoughts going into 2022? I know you start off at the end of 2021 going into your goals for that and planning. What does that all look like for you?
1: I, I knew that I had some definite things I wanted to to get done uh, in the work-related area of my career. I yeah. really wanted to 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 get further along with, with the clientele, do some new things with them. Uh, we did some webinars which was fun that I got to lead that was that was a little piece that I was in charge of and then I said like I got some uh, projects to do I did my first sexual and molestation procedure manual just recently like I did that for one of our clients and well helped them I mean like basically facilitated it for them I
0: I mean do they really need a manual to know how not to (laughs) OK, you,
1: well, you know, if they want the insurance, they have to actually show they've got the manual. So yeah. but for the risk management standpoint, that was a fantastic way for me to learn what it is yeah. that they have to be doing on a daily basis, because this one is one that's based in the schools. Yeah. So they got a lot of interaction with with kids and that's a big risk there. So that yeah. was fantastic. But I also one of the big goals that I had started out at the beginning of the year was I decided that I wanted to do something a little bit extra, career-related, but but not job-related. And that was the uh, Be Fantastically Incredible Women's Insurance Retreat. And I started out the year with these grandiose plans of where we were going to do it and how we were going to do it. And it just evolved through the year, but it finally happened in September. And there were seven of us that gathered together here in Chattanooga. And from all over the United States, practically. I mean, it was like so far we had we had Florida and Texas and Arkansas. We had Alabama, Tennessee, Ohio. And then we had a couple of folks that actually at the very last minute were not able to join us. But that was, it was just a, a great amalgamation of of women in insurance. And with that, I just, I, I didn't really, I had an agenda and I basically should have just tossed it out the window as soon as everybody got there because- yeah. What happened instead was just this time of, it was like a mastermind. That was my idea. We would get together and we would talk through different things that we were struggling with as women in insurance in the industry. Because we had some folks that do more benefits in life and health. Then we had some that are are more in the consulting realm. And then we had some folks that are strictly personal. And then some that are more commercial, agency management, all of it. And what we really did was we just bonded and and shared and felt heard. And then we got to go onto a we got to do a uh, a live with LinkedIn uh, on uh, Monica Adwani had us on, and we talked about women in insurance, which was like with big just a whole table of us just all sitting around the kitchen table. And yeah. I was like. If this is not the most fun thing ever and, and just had a great time, we relaxed and kicked back and and realized that our ages, our different areas, we're, we're just, we're much more alike than we are different. And the idea, especially with Sarah Muniz was there and she was talking about how we need to be lifting each other up. And what I saw in 2022 was something in all my years of insurance that I hadn't really seen Just on this level, is this amount of traction that's going on in the industry for women who want to be seen and heard and do more? And it's just like, okay, let's do this. And it's not like we haven't had. A lot of opportunity. That's why I picked insurance, because I felt like that there was a lot of opportunity there. However, I just am so encouraged to especially see women of my age coming alongside younger women and really trying to lift them up and encourage them to move into agency ownership, move into being producers. Things that I was not encouraged to do yeah. when I first got in the business.
0: No, I, I think that's incredible. When I first came in the business and, you know, it was 22 years ago. So I'm not too far behind you on that, but it was, you know, the, the women in the agencies I worked with or that I was a part of were either secretaries or front desk or file clerks, or they'd push the bug, those type of things. Yeah. And then as it's evolved, even in the last 22 years, you know they, you know, became account managers and CSRs, which were still a, a role that was seen as you know maybe beneath certain people or it was something else. But now, in the last you know however many years, there's produ- I'm training more producers now that are females. I um I was you know so proud, and I've gotten to see behind the scenes a little bit with some of the most amazing and powerful women in the industry and. And Ellie Platt and Angela Trimble and Janet Payne, agency owners from across the country that are powerhouse agency owners that could outsell, you know, or hang with any man out there or just be able to not even just about men, but anybody in the industry. I mean, they are so brilliant, and so smart. And of course, you know, working with Kelly Donahue Piro, who's also, you know, a female owner of a business and some of the empowerment I've seen her do from the stage and from working with, it's just a really neat thing to see. And so when I heard about your retreat and, um, you know, my wife hated that she couldn't make it, but I was hoping she would, you know, being in front row seat to her career, you know, as the EVP of the PIA has been an incredible journey for me to watch as well, raising two daughters with her. It's just a super cool thing. So when I heard about your retreat, I was intrigued. You know, I wanted to be on a fly on the wall so bad, but I know I couldn't, but... It was cool. So I was glad to see that you were able to do that. And so, you know, is that simply what it is? You feel like sometimes it just maybe just to be heard or is there more involved in some of that?
1: There's definitely more involved in some of that. I, I think that once you've been heard, then you have to kind of decide what to do with it. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I really, Dustin Bryant was there. And what I saw her conversations really kind of delve into was, was really, you know, once you kind of know where you're at and have you figured out if you're okay with where you're at, have you figured out where you want to be and, and really, you know, what, what is it that we can now do to move forward? I mean, and that's what I told Sarah, especially when you've got this book and she knows that she is, you know, for all practical purposes right now, an it girl. And, and that's a wonderful spot. She worked hard to get there. She's yeah. she's positioned herself. She wrote the book. She went through all the rewrites and all the things you have to do to get there, got it out there and she's promoted it, but then it's kind of taking a life onto itself. And now she has to figure out what does that mean for her? Does it mean that that's, you know, that she continues down that path or does she continue just to, to, do the career she's already in. Awesome. I saw that she actually just, I just saw that just recently that she was one of the top ones in her agency um, for this last month or the quarter. I can't remember which one it was, but I just was like, you know, she's doing that and also spending so much extra time beyond because, and I've seen it again and again, that the people to me that I, are my heroes and heroines in this industry are the ones that, they get up every day and they run an agency, or they go to a desk and they spend that time, you know, working with their clients and whatever their clients are, whether it be the, the you know, they're, they're working on the company level and they're working with agents, or their agents who are working with clients, you know, the, the general public, and the ones that mean the most to me and that have been the most inspiring to me are the ones that that's not where it ends. They also, whatever it is they learn, they're willing to share it with other agents. They're willing to share it with the rest of the industry. They're willing to give back. They're the ones that are going out there and are doing the public speaking that are writing the books. I have, I mean, like there's a couple of people who are, I'm really good friends with on Twitter that I've just recently seen talking about the books they're writing. And they're two Chris's that I'm not going to give any more details on because all you have to do is be on Twitter, you can see what's going on with them. But these are two Chrises that are super inspiring to me about the things that they are doing in the industry, and I can't wait to read them. But it, it, we we all have like this part to play, yeah. and it may be just showing up at the desk, and it may be for some of these women that I you know interacted with and that I've been in interaction with all of these years. It may just be to be the very best that you can at work. And then you go home and you be the very best for your family, your friends, your church, wherever it is else that you are plugged in, community. Or it may be that you're meant to pay a bigger part in our industry and helping with change, helping with others, mentoring, consulting, teaching. One of the things on my 22 for 22 this year was getting paid for speaking. Thank you so much, Ash. Miss Simmons, but that's one of the things that I got to check off my list was because I got to do a webinar for the Ohio insurance agents. And I, I've done other webinars to say, but this is the first one I got paid for. And that was on my list. And those are the kind of things that to me, it so just now you're made. an
0: official professional speaker. Yeah. Now.
1: yeah. How cool is that. I thought it was, a, it was pretty awesome. So.
0: Yeah. And you deserve that. And I think that's awesome that you are willing to give back. And there are so many people in our industry, male or female, Black or white, you know, it doesn't yes. matter what color, race, whatever, but we are able to give back. and I and you know, I get the privilege and opportunity to do some speaking and and go around and talk to a lot of young people. Uh, and there's a local college here, uh, University of Central Arkansas that has you know uh, a program for insurance and risk management. and get to talk to them about how wonderful our industry is. And it's hard to put your finger on exactly how to say it. but you know getting to tell the stories of what so many people have done for me. And, you know, ceremonies and, and Dustin Bryant and you and some of the people you have talked about, even Monica um, Adwani and some of the other people in that room have meant so much to me, even in my career. In such a short amount of time, I've known you as well as the others. Uh, I've known Dustin a lot longer, but the others, because uh, Dustin's my neighbor, which is crazy. We didn't even realize we were that close to neighbors. But um, it's cool to see how many people have reached back to pull others in, in front with them and walk alongside them. And then some people that are willing to even reach forward and say, hey, would you be willing to mentor me? Would you be willing to help me? And to see that kind of synergy and that kind of family that we have and, you know, trying to put that into words is tough to do, but I, I do love our industry and I love that we have that kind of empowerment. We have that kind of love for each other and, you know, people that, um, like you said, Twitter friends, I've got, you know, LinkedIn friends, Twitter friends, you know, Facebook friends i have never you and I—we've never met physically, face to face, in person. But you know, I—I I feel like I could call you in the middle of the night if my flat tire, my tire was flat, and you'd be there to help me, or yep. if I was stuck on the side of the road, if I needed anything, advice, whatever, you would be there. And um, same goes for some of those others. So that we've mentioned. So I just love that about our industry, and that we all come together for a common good, um, it, whether it's for the industry or for the clients that we serve.
1: I got an opportunity this past week to meet with a graduating senior uh, at Middle Tennessee State University. she She's graduating in the spring. But one of her professors who I had connected with through LinkedIn several years ago, yeah. because he was a in, professor in North Carolina, and uh, it's Dr. Dave Wood. And I just, I've, I've always thought the world of him and the program that he had at Appalachian State University was so well known and in North Carolina it is no joke that is where all the interns come from for most of the biggest agencies and oh, companies wow. in North Carolina they're constantly bringing them in they've got a great internship program and some of the agencies that i know you know so well in North Carolina that was one of the things that they you know that they have done So Dr. Wood had always been really good there and he made the move to Tennessee and at MTSU, we happened to meet up one day through uh, the the big eye of Tennessee and we had gone to a class together and just was like, oh, wait a second, I know you and, you know, on LinkedIn and we said, hey, and he messaged me just recently and he said, there's a young lady that is from Chattanooga. She's going to be coming back for break. Would you be willing to just to like touch base with her? Because I think she's trying to figure out what to do going forward in the spring what she's gonna do after she graduates. She's thinking about the brokerage side, she's thinking about the independent agency side. She really just could probably like to hear from somebody outside of me and other people in, yeah. you know, in the department, what we have to say. And so I got to meet with her and number one, man, I just, I get so excited about these new people coming into the age, into the in- industry because I think we've got some bright and shining ones that are just, you know, I keep on seeing new people coming in, new faces. And that makes me so happy because it seemed like for a long time there, we just weren't drawing in. This is right. somebody, she actually changed majors in midstream because she'd been pre-med, I believe. And she decided to change over to risk management because it, seemed kind of interesting. She's been doing an internship with a local agency for a while now and benefits, but she's thinking about PNC. And it was such a great conversation. And the thing that I was excited about is because of her generation, she is already thinking not only of what she wants to do now, but what she wants to do for the future. And she would really like to have an agency that was the right size for her to be in as a producer, grow as a producer, learn insurance, get clientele, and eventually have buy-in so that she could be an agency ownership. I, again, I, when I first started in insurance, all I just wanted to do was I was an underwriter to, first, to start with. I, I just wanted to be an underwriter, and then once I got to the agency side, I just wanted to be a CSR, and I did that. And then I just wanted to be over personalized, and I, I just I, I I didn't realize how big it could go or how how much it could go, and right. it took me so many years to finally get around to doing that. I I'm just super excited to see a little bit faster track and definitely seeing that ambition because I think that that's, I want, I encourage it. I I think that that's what we need. Uh, And I think that that's what, I think that that's what's out there. I think there's a lot more out there than there was maybe even a few years back. So it's great.
0: No, it is great for sure. And so uh, I think that's awesome they have that. And then now young people can come out of college with that goal in mind of I could someday be that. You know, you never think of it, maybe some people do, but I don't think a lot of people think about when they come out of college, I'm going to own this business one day. Or I'm going to have this opportunity given to me. So, you know, that goal to have that is there now. It's attainable. And so...
1: And she's not, you know, she, she's not coming into a family business. I mean, That's it's
0: not, you know, I generation. have so many
1: friends that that's the way that they got into it. Uh, and, and that's awesome. I mean, yeah,
0: no, I agree. And so, you know, speaking of, you know, uh, goals and whatnot, you know, as we went through, so you checked off the box of speaking, uh, for pay. Was there any other boxes this year that you were able to check off? You had your women's retreat as well.
1: So this year was 22 for 22.
0: Yeah. Okay. And
1: uh, one of the things that I had to do, which is when I back in 2019, when I did my 50 for 50 bucket list.
0: Yep, we're in a mid-roll, lad. And so I sorry, not sorry. Uh, I want you to, to listen to this. Please don't fast forward because I, I love my friends over at Cover Desk. They do such a phenomenal job. And if you're at that place in your agency where you're looking to grow and you need to add some some staff, if you need to add some things, put in some new processes, you might need a book roll because you've had a lot going on. There's a lot of carriers that are uh, struggling right now that maybe need a book roll. There's a lot of carriers right now that are coming in hot and ready to write some business. Maybe you want to move some business there. Maybe you have some special projects you want to do. Maybe you're looking to condense. Maybe you're looking to do whatever, cover desk. These virtual assistants, they're only virtual in the sense that they're not in your office, but they are just as much a part of your team as you want them to be. And you should want them to be in a big way because uh, the work they do is top notch. Go to coverdesk.com. Whether it's uh, you need one or two virtual assistants or you need a team with Coverdesk Direct, go to coverdesk.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: I realized something then and it it really was was eye-opening because I was so gung-ho and so excited about it once I got started and really started seeing things get checked off. I was like, I just thought this is beautiful, it's wonderful, I've got a plan. I planned each one of the activities out, which I highly recommend. That's how they happen, right. is if you go ahead and you write it down and you schedule it and you do the research and you, you know, you get it, you get it done. That's the way you get it done, is to put all the pieces together for it. But things don't always happen according to plan. And this year started out brand new bucket list, 22 for 22. And I think probably five or six items were supposed to occur in March. And that's just the way that I designed it. One of the other tips that I give to my folks that I talk with about bucket lists is the idea that when you can make one trip Mm -hmm. actually check off more than one item. Yeah. This particular trip was supposed to have been a trip to Canada. I was supposed to be going to Banff. And oh. uh during that trip, I was going to go dog sledding. I was going to go uh cross country skiing and I was going to get to go snowshoeing. And I was so excited because I love winter and just was I've never done any of those things because I live in the south. It's a little harder to do here. So I had made that up, oper- you know, I was going to make it yeah. happen, you know? So how was I going to make it happen? I had made it planned. I had everything. And this was going to be like the very first part of March. Perfect weather, Banff, beautiful setting. Yeah. And my father passed away in February. Oh, no. And I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I literally, I thought about it. It was less than a month away and I canceled the entire trip. It was the right thing to do. Sure. I didn't know how my mother was going to handle the situation. I knew that this was going to be, this was not We had no, no way of knowing what was going to go on and it was the right thing to do. But there was actually three or four things right there that could not happen and could not just reschedule just for later yeah. in the year, because there's only snow for certain parts of the year, even in Canada. And I had to replace it with other items. So I think that's probably where my welding class came in. And maybe I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, 75 hard may have come from having a spot to fit yeah. in, but regardless, I'm down to one last item for my 22 for 22 for, for and I, like I said, I, I put new things on the list and like the retreat became one of the things yeah. and the 75 hard became one of the things. Uh, I got to do Disrupt HR, which was a public speaking gig that was not paid, but it was it was a I had to be chosen and it was a really big deal. That became one of the 22 things. That's I
0: awesome.
1: I have one item left. I didn't save it to last, but that's actually what happened. And it's supposed to happen not this Friday, but the next Friday, which will be the 30th. And so I'm going to get in right before the very end of 22. And that is to go hang gliding here in Chattanooga.
0: Tell me where that comes from.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, you know, I did skydiving during the 50 for 50 and I also did parasailing. So the idea of kind of being up is not an issue. My thing is, is I just think that it's going to be so different because it's it's that idea of that floating, flying. And and I just also doing it here is I'm super excited about it because I get to see yeah. that that visual of what I've seen from all different kinds of other peripherals, but never from that that bird's eye view. and I'm really looking forward to it. So that's, that's not this Friday but next.
0: That is really cool. That is really, really cool. So um, talk to me from a real quickly, from insurance perspective, Uh, as far as the last year. Was this the year that you expected? Did you expect this coming into the the, the market that we're in now? Did you see some of that coming?
1: I don't know that any of us could have necessarily seen it coming. I think from an economic standpoint, we knew. And yeah. Unfortunately, we of course knew that it was going to end up hitting some of the industries that we serve, uh, commercial insurance specifically. Yeah. That, but so here's the thing: so maybe there's less new construction because people aren't running right. out to buy new houses right now because of the interest rate. But Florida and a lot of other places have had a lot of really, really bad damage. There's still construction to be had, and depending on who your client is, they may be able to go down and spend some time there. You know, are they ready? To go to another state and, and do that kind of work. That's where we get to come in. And those are some of the opportunities that we've been discussing with our clients yeah. that weren't conversations that we were expecting to have necessarily uh, a year ago, because a year ago it was, you know, it was all local, especially in this area, trying to see a lot of new construction, a lot of rebuilding of and we're still seeing that. That's that's something we're, we're blessed with being in an area that people are still flocking to, regardless of whether or not inflation's a little bit high or whether or not the economy's kind of struggling. But there's other, obviously, other industries that are not seeing the same results right now around us. And, you know, as an industry, we're not, you know, we're not an island, whoever it is that we serve. That's who our clients are, and what their problems are become our problems. And even though I know that there's, well, there's been so much movement in the industry, that was the thing that I don't think that I had really seen coming was this great resignation, and yeah. that that I would every time I've gone on the LinkedIn, it was I've changed positions, I've moved to another place, I've gone, and I'm like going, grief, is anybody staying anywhere anymore anymore? And that's a great thing for the people who've made that move, if that was the right thing for them. But literally, we have somebody that's now back on the team that I work out of for the the Ringgold office that she left in 2021 because she was promised a lot of great stuff. She went to work for another agency and she's back because it wasn't all the... It wasn't all the the glitter and it wasn't all the glitter and rainbows. The grass is not
0: always green.
1: No, but that's that's just not to say that that anybody shouldn't be looking if that opportunity is what they're really desiring, because that is an opportunity that we've had in the industry that we probably haven't had before. to to go different directions, to to make moves, I think that's, I think it's valid. I just know that there's, you know, there's a lot of, I think that we'll see some slowing down of that. I think that we probably will see some some definite changes. Um, and I just think that it's going to be a harder thing for producers to figure out how to get in front of their clients and who they're trying to target depending on where they're really wanting to grow because where's the growth. And that's, that's something I think that's going to take a little bit more. It's going to take a little bit more than I'm, I'm, I don't have the crystal ball on that, unfortunately.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I get it. But, um, you do have the crystal ball on something else. Um, Maybe, um, but um, what, I, what, I, what I reached out to you, God, I'm stuttering over here. It's like, I haven't even drinking yet. Um, I'm just kidding. But What's
1: in your eggnog?
0: Right. Um, so, no, I was looking through last week. It was a Friday, I believe, and I saw a post from you on LinkedIn. I was looking forward to seeing what was going to be on your bucket list this year, but your bucket list is not your bucket list anymore. And Not this year, anyway. This year, it's a little different, and so... Um, Without attempt of butchering it, um, I did want you to talk about because I can't say all those bees right now There's for some spirits. reason. But um, but you'll see what I'm talking about here in a minute, folks. Uh, and you'll try it and you won't be able to do it either. But so tell me what your bucket list challenge is about this year. Not about Tracy. It's about no.
1: one of the things that I had decided to do at the, the end of this year, uh, and I've done it. It started with the fifty for fifty. I took a month hiatus off of social right. and. If anybody's done it, you know know that it's a lot harder than it sounds. It sounds like, oh yeah, sure, no big deal. And then you have to actually do it. And you realize just this kind of like tight rope without a safety net thing almost. It just feels this weird feeling of not having like, what am I supposed to be doing next? One of the things that I decided to do during this one was really kind of think ahead. I take that time to plan. That's usually what I try to do at the end of the year now is to spend some time, quieter time, right before the end of the year. And so November, I had taken the time off and was thinking about my bucket list and was thinking about, okay, what am I going to do for 23? I'm going to pick up some of the things that I had to drop from 22, you know, maybe yeah. a few of those I could go back and do. And I, I just couldn't shake the thought that I have had so many people over the last few years, since I did the 50 for 50 that have, have said, I want to do that. I, you know, I want to do it for my 40th. I want to do it for my 50th. I, I just want to do one thing. I want to do 10 things. They they have an idea that they want to do a bucket list, but they're they're like, wow, you really did it. And I'm like, yeah. And at first, you know, when I first started thinking about it, it didn't seem like that big a deal because when you do something, a lot of times it doesn't seem like a big deal because you did it. It's not until you start realizing why people don't do it and how you manage to do it that you go back and go, oh, well, there were a few things I got right there's some things I learned. They don't have to learn it the hard way. I could actually show them that. And it it finally just kind of came as an idea that I wanted to, instead of focusing on my own bucket list this year, I'd really like to focus on helping others with their bucket list. And I wanted to figure out how that would look. I love the idea of a challenge. And yeah. the beginning of a year, people just like, you know, they're going to do the, you know, they're going to do 50 sit up challenge, or they're going to do the 100 push ups challenge, or they're going to Go keto, whatever it is they're going to challenge themselves on. You know, we're, we got those new year's resolutions. And I thought, well, you know, I want to kind of be part of that. What can I offer? What can I bring to the table of value to help? And that's when I decided to create the build a better bucket list challenge. And
0: yes, try to say it that three times fast. I know,
1: I say it's, you know,
0: build a better bucket list.
1: Now build a better, build bucket, a better list. bucket
0: list. I,
1: it just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't but, do.
0: But it makes it, it makes it memorable, though
1: it does. And and so I, I wanted to scale it. I, I liked a lot the idea that I had had the smaller group for the retreat. Thought that idea worked. Decided that I wanted to make it virtual so that I could do it with people from all over, not just you know in place. Give them some time to do it. So do it over a period of time. So it's twenty eight days. It's going to start on the 3rd. It's going to end on the 31st. And really the key is to have somebody to really work with each person individually, because what I consider to be a bucket list item and somebody else considers to be a bucket list item are not the same. It's just not the same. Right. And that's that's where, and I'm not ashamed of what I've got on my bucket list in the past, or, or you know, I don't go back and I go, oh, well, you know, I, I only read the Bible in a year as one of them. No, that that was life changing for me, and yeah. it was a, a daily habit that, that completely changed me. And it's something that somebody else could, you know, could do something else with. Ten minutes of books a day. How many books could they finish in a year if they were actually just reading ten minutes a day of each book? And yes, these are can be resolution type of items. But more often than not, resolution type items are just at lose five pounds or it's not the, the bigger thing that's really going to go deeper and yeah. it's actually going to be more life-changing for us. And that's where I want to challenge the people that are going to be in this group. And I've already got several that have signed up and I, I, you know, I'm looking for a small group more to, to join in because I want to make sure that everybody gets the individual attention. And I'm not the expert in all of it. So I decided to bring in some experts to help me with it. I'm going to be the coach, the rah-rah girl, but some of the other things that I don't know as much about, like travel, about more adventure. I know the adventures I've done, but bigger and different adventures. Somebody who actually knows about budgeting for big ticket items, as well as I needed somebody who could be harder hitting than me. And because, you know, I'm the, I'm definitely the coach that's the rah-rah girl. I needed somebody who would be more of the tough love. And so I decided that the very final expert that I'm going to have for the month, his name is Clint Powell and his podcast, the During the Break podcast is what inspired me in part that and Kelly, Donahue Pirro, having done the 75 hard. That's how I got inspired to do the 75 hard because he had done an episode about yeah, but how we think of all these great things we want to do in life, things that sound really awesome. And we. Continue to say, yep. yeah. But I'm too old. Yeah. yeah but but. I, I don't have time. Yeah. But yep. My my kids. I'll wait till they're grown or whatever it is that we put yeah. with that. And I heard the podcast. Decided that for the next week, whatever came along, I would not say yeah. But to, and the first thing that came along that week was about seventy five hard. And I had thought about it before, had looked it over, and went, eh, that's a lot. Yeah, but instead couldn't do it. Had to say, okay, not yeah, but how can how can I make this work? And I did, and I did the seventy five hard, and I completed it, and I lost weight. I, I I gained a tremendous amount of self confidence that I kind of had lost a little bit of. Sure. Through the year, you know, with with some of the things that kind of you know, like when things don't go well, you know, you kind of like you know, you're a little deflated. I felt like I'd had so many things that it kind of challenged me through the year that that was what I needed to kind of get me picked up again. And and that's what a good bucket list does is it helps us to learn new things. The biggest thing probably that I learned in doing it is having to be a beginner again and again and again. You you don't show up to do belly dancing for the first time and know anything about it. You have to just show up and maybe you read about it. Maybe you saw a video on it, but to do it, pole dancing putting on those four inch heels for the first time. I might not do it again, but I did it. And when you do that, it forces you into this mindset that you can do anything.
0: I'm interested in in, in knowing one thing. Uh, So two of your items on the same list, were they truly read the Bible in a year and pole dancing on the same bucket list?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was.
0: That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That alone, right there, is pretty incredible <laughs> to know. That uh, was
1: that was part of the fifty for fifty, and
0: I love that. I, I never
1: little. thought of that being a juxtaposition.
0: But it's, I mean, it's nothing. Yeah, I think it's funny uh, just to hear it out loud. But um, anyhow, so you, I love this idea that you're doing this, and I'm, I'm hopefully I can get my seventy-seven dollars in there, and I'm not too late. But I think it's cool. Um, that you're doing this. And because, you know, as I last, I guess two weeks ago, I was working, uh, I did a, a thing, a talk with the uh, big eye of Oklahoma young agents, talking about goal setting and, you know, setting smart goals and going through how to set goals right. And uh, got me thinking about some of my own goals in my life and some of the things that. I yeah, but a lot or the things that, you know, that actually make it through the finish line and the things that don't Now, how disappointed I get in myself with the things that I don't get across the finish line. And so I might need a little extra help, a little extra nudge. And there's a lot of people listening to the show right now that might be thinking the same thing that they want to. Build a better bucket list challenge, and um, and so it, it's something that I think would be fun for them. So um, you know, what is you got to be able to give you one you know small nugget of one piece of advice, and maybe you know make them want to learn more to help someone achieve a bucket list item.
1: We're, we're going to talk about the sustainability of of what they design for themselves. Yeah, and and that's something that I think everybody's going to have to focus and drill down on. Starting with their why, and this has been done to death, yeah. but one of the things that they're going to end up being challenged on, and I, I was less challenged, thankfully, than other people will be, but if you're in a family situation, you're the husband, you're the wife, you're the, you know, you're the business owner, whatever you're doing, when other people go, you're taking time off to go do what? You want to spend that kind of money to do what? Right. Right because it may be big time or big money or, or something that seems dangerous to somebody else looking on. You have to be able to articulate why you want to do it. And if you can't, then when somebody challenges you on it or when situations challenge you on it, you're gonna give it up. You're gonna, you're gonna go, eh, well, that was, that was kind of silly anyway. I, I didn't really need to do that. And you just decide, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. And, and, and maybe you didn't even share it with anybody to begin with, And so then it's a whole lot easier to not do it because you never even told anybody you were going to do it. So when it doesn't happen, it didn't happen.
0: You know, that's funny you say that. It's one of the ninja tricks I said, you know, from stage, so to speak, at Oklahoma was, um, you know, my, my ninja trick was tell somebody, tell a bunch of people, put on social if you put it out to the universe, it's either going to happen or you're going to fool. Almost. It's true.
1: At the 75 hard, you know, one of the things that they encourage is, you're, sp- well, not encouraged. Part of the 75 hard is to take a selfie each day so that you can see yeah. your progress. I did not share my selfie every day, but I did share my checklist every day so that I could see another day down, another day down. And I wanted able to send that at the end of the day for somebody else to be able to see that I was another day down, that I was at day 32, I was at day 62, I was at day 70, and I didn't ask for the cheering section, but I got a cheering section, and that right there is something that comes with you articulating your why, because somebody else is going to be able to get excited for it too. I think everybody is excited seeing you do a challenge, but if they can feel like why you're doing it. Then they're going to buy into it, also. Even if it's just the idea of buying in as the bystander, that's going to keep on, you know, like saying, "You got this," and and we all need that. And that's where, you know, that's where it's going to make or break somebody being able to actually achieve the things that they want on their bucket list.
0: Yep, I um, I love that you're doing this. I love this challenges out there. I love that people can get a a part of it. I love the advice you just gave because that's the biggest thing. It's just the sustain. That's another hard word for me to say. That's not like just a bumpkin from Arkansas, but sustainability for the better bucket list, build a better bucket list challenge. Build a bucket list. Gotta be. But anyhow, Point being, um, I can't speak, but maybe that should be on my bucket list to learn more vocabulary words. But um, so, I think it's really cool that you, you put that out there because people do have a hard time with sustainability. And I think that's a hard thing. That's a, one, the number one thing when I talk to people about goals. And I've done this talk three or four different times um, in my career, and it's, you know, evolved a little bit over time. But the same, you know, challenges are out there. of People will say, yeah, these great, great big goals but by January 4th, I've already cheated on my diet. I've already skipped the gym. I've already not done this. I've already not done that. And, uh, you know, I had a lady that I was talking to, gosh, it's been a little over a year ago. Um, and her, one of her things was, you know, her resolution was to stop cussing in 2022. And she said, you know, he, son of a bitch, if it wasn't three days into the year, I'd already, and I was like, come on, you know, but, you know, it was one of those things, you know, I said, you can still start over, you know, and you could go from right now, kind of like 75 hard. If you mess mm-hmm. up, you got to start over, start over. Yep. but you know, you're still encouraged. You still have that motivation there, hopefully. So but that is a big problem. A lot of people have is being consistent with it. And that's a problem that I've always had in some of that. If I really have the why and it's really something I care about, then yeah. You know, the year that I did the Bible in the year was something that was really important to me. So I did it, you know, but for me, if I don't want to I have a huge food addiction, not addiction, but obsession, I, I shouldn't say that it's harsh. I love food. So for me to say I'm going to lose, I don't know, 25, 30, 40, put a number on it, pounds, I got to be realistic and have a why because it's, if I'm going to put the fork down, it's going to have to really mean something to me. And so, you know, it's a struggle or getting organized. Until recently, I didn't care about getting organized. It didn't bother me. When it started affecting my family and affecting other people and affecting, you know, other teammates, okay, now, okay, I got I to gotta do something about it. But anyhow... I think you're, you're right on. We talk about the why and so I figuring out, you know, that part of the sustainability factor. So super cool. Uh, so tell them the email address, how they could get signed up for this. How many spots are there and all that kind of stuff.
1: The website is now live. I, at the, I decided to go ahead and just get buildabetterbucketlist.com. Challenge is not on there, just .com. And that's the landing page, which will lead you to the ticketing page. I could do it for free. This is not something that I'm looking to to make money at. Right. I just knew that for me, sometimes I need a little skin in the game. And yeah. I, I, I decided to, to make it. And I, I wanted to also be able to bring that kind of value. And I knew that that would work hand in hand. And so the cost is $77 for the 28-day challenge. They'll get a workbook as well as the accountability and homework, the small group. Uh, we're limiting it to 25 and we're already a third of the way there and uh, looking just to fill those those last few spaces and uh, if anybody belongs to insure women uh, the Kim Beach uh, group that is mostly seen on LinkedIn if you're a part of insure women there is a special discount just need to message me for that promo code and I can give that to you but for the everybody else just you know get on there and you know look at it I've got a little bit more details on there or or email me, and uh, and that is yeah. the, go ahead. So, but just that you know, just reach out and if you have any but the questions, email address
0: is build a better bucket list at Gmail.
1: It's actually build a builder bucket list twenty twenty three at gmail.com. At Gmail, got it. That's Gmail for you. Had to add the twenty twenty three.
0: But they can email you. They can go to the website. They can yes. see all of the things, and um, you know, it's a private what they want Facebook
1: page. So it'll be you know, we're just gonna be doing it on a private Facebook page with starting off with a Zoom meeting and then some lives uh, for a Q&A as well as for the experts to come on each week and do their little sessions. And it's all going to be like there so that if anybody can't make it live, they can just go back and watch it later. It's going to be and, on their time schedule and right. for them to have that opportunity to go back and work it in within their schedule.
0: And so whether they have one Major goal they want to achieve, or fifty for fifty, or twenty two for twenty two. My,
1: my, you know, my assignment is is they find three to five. Okay. I think that that gives them a little bit more room, and it also stretches them a little bit more than just sure. one.
0: But then I be thought 50 that we could or 22 do twenty two or ten or no. eleven or fifty seven. It could be three or four. Mm-hmm. You know, you um, I think if it's the first time of doing something like this, maybe you should just do three. But You know, um, or you go all in like Tracy, you do 50 for 50. That's crazy. But um, (laughs) I'm so proud that you've done that, that you're doing this. It's a passion of yours, help other people achieve their goals and their passions. It just shows the humility and the type of person that you are. And again, being a giver and reaching behind and helping others, that means a lot. So thank you for coming on the show and talking about it. Thank you for being here, wearing your I've been good hat and talking about your challenges and talking about, you know, what, what it's meant to you. And hopefully this inspires somebody else listening right now, whether they get a part of the challenge or do their own challenge. I just, I just want people to better themselves.
1: Absolutely. And there will be a newsletter that I'm going to start doing, uh, that yeah. they can go to the landing page and they can sign up for it. And even if they're not planning on participating right now, I'll be giving out tips throughout the year to try to help and and get some other people going. Even if they're not willing to kind of dig in right now.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for hanging out with us. Merry Christmas, happy Merry New Christmas, year.
1: happy Hanukkah,
0: happy Hanukkah, happy all the things. Yes. Um, so, you know, I uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being a good friend of the show. I appreciate you being a good friend of the industry. And I uh, hope you have a, a, a great 2023. Uh, oh, on now, the 2023
1: is next time Heath is in Chattanooga, we have coffee.
0: We have to do that. It's been... 2 3 times we have it so we got to do it now so but my it's it's,
1: it, it's it's just one of those things so it'll happen a, it it'll will. happen
0: but thank you so much
1: appreciate you so much for having me on thank you so much He.
0: yes ma'am thank you, thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you i feel like the gold girls thank you for being a friend traveled okay sorry uh <laughs> a little gold girls humor there uh I have derailed. So let me get back to it here. So thank you guys for listening to the conversation with my good friend, Tracy Cotton. I hope that the conversation we had made you a better insurance professional. Guys, uh, I'm, st- I'm serious. I'd love to hear from you. So Heath at com. It's my favorite thing. Uh, some weeks I get two or three messages. Some weeks I get 15, 20, uh, whichever it is. I love it. Uh, I love connecting with you. Uh, even if you just want to send me a hate mail message, I just want to hear from you. Um, or if you've got an idea, or if you want to be on the show, reach out, Heath at insurance town Also, if you've got an idea for your own show, reach out to my good friends over at ready set podcast, get ready set Podcast.com. Turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.